Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, if you can hear me, because evidently I've gone soft. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. With me, all the way from the land of the mass murderers, East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Uh, now, that whole gone soft thing, now, you just walked right into that. Excuse me? <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nothing. Anyway, Nothing. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the uh, the uh, stack, and uh, I see that our producer is not calling our guest, so that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Too bad you don't get a guest. What? <laughs> you need to be nice. We're no guest for you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've got some, uh, you know, really interesting things to talk about today, of course. And that, yes, we do. Yep. And that's the end of the world. The end of the world. I know. Yep. I know. It's coming right up, isn't it? Yeah. And we'll wait for our guests to uh, um, uh, call in. And, uh, so how much, how much more time do we have left? Well, we'll talk about that when we have somebody who is an authority on the stars. All right. And, yeah. All right. So anyways... Well, Need to make it, we need to make it meaningful. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Spirit Quest is uh, almost here. This weekend. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And, yes, it's uh, very exciting. Can't so wait. If, if I were you, I would get your tickets because this will probably be the last event before the end of the world. So um, That's right. Might be a good You're idea. to squeeze it in. Squeeze it in. Have a little fun squeeze with uh, the yep. Bob, Bob Shell and Van Helsink. Right? That's right. You ha you know that you want the two of us to be the last faces that you see. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the voice of God. Did you hear that? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. So joining us now is the authority on all things celestial, and I don't mean tea. She is Dorothy Morgan. Yes. New New Hampshire. Well, hi. Hi, Dorothy. Dorothy. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. It's been a long time. It has. Very, very long time. I know. And now here we are, here we are at the end of the world. <laughs> you know, Ron mentioned that today, and I had no idea what he's talking about, so you all didn't have to fill me in. I haven't heard it. <laughs> it's very simple. All you have to do is go into Google and Google September 23rd, 2015, and you will find out that the world is ending on that day. That is, uh -huh. yep, everything from being hit by a comet to uh, uh, mm -hmm. the the uh, Antichrist to Armageddon to you think, the Rapture. It's all there. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> so go okay, ahead. all right. Who was predicting this? Was it the Mormons? Did I read that right? 
Well, you've got to go on. I mean, there's several predictions, not just one. That's what makes this really interesting. It's not just okay. one person. It, there's several person. I mean, we, they're talking about the meeting between the Pope and Obama uh, for the new Antichrist. And, of course, <laughs> that's the Pope, evidently. Uh, so, anyway, we've got all kinds of good stuff going on. We've got a comet coming flying in here and whacking into us. And that's going to cost okay. 300 uh, mile high uh, uh, tidal waves that's going to wipe out most of East Bridgewater. Um, oh, right. Because <laughs> those were right on the ocean. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, and I just moved to Portsmouth, so uh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, Dorothy, you're screwed. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'm on the second floor. Maybe that will help. <laughs> All right. Walk to the roof. I'm at the beach, too, so just give me a warning. If oh, I, yeah, Ron's going to get washed well, away. I'm going to go, too. So, I mean, who would want to get rid of me? So you, you must be safe. I don't, I don't know, Ron, but I'm going to get rid of you if you don't fix that microphone. That's all I have to say. I was, was going to say it sounds like you're walking away <laughs> from the microphone. I can't hear him. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. yes. Can you that's hear me now? That's lovely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Much better. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, won't, I won't move. I won't breathe. I won't do anything. Thank you. There you go. So what do you think, Dorothy? Uh, can you tell us what the hell is going on astronomically uh, speaking now that this end of the world is coming on the September 23rd? I, I know we have some stuff that's occurring around that time. Uh, I, I was hoping that perhaps oh, yeah. that would predict the uh, – the rapture or the yeah. end of the world. So no, it's the end of the world. It's like it's like actually trying to predict when somebody passes away. You really can't see specifics. Sometimes you can see how the, the you know the potential and how somebody might, but not when because it's just another transit. But um, as far as astrology goes, you know we're actually in eclipse time, eclipse uh-huh. season we call it, and um, we're in the middle of it. We had one um, on the thirteenth. Uh, and we will have one, um, well, it was the 13th, the 12th or the 13th, depends on where you live. Um, mm-hmm. It was 2 in the morning. And uh, so we had that new moon eclipse. So that's all about creating new things and paying attention to your daily routine and, and you know, less is more these days and that, that type of energy. And, you know, we're in the two weeks in between eclipses because when we have one, there's always another one that follows just because of the math and our... Uh, our elliptic around the solar system. We always have one two weeks later. Sometimes we'll even have a third one. Right now, there's oh, wow. just another one that will come on the 27th. Yeah, next year we have five eclipses and not two, not four. Usually there's four. It's between four and six every year. Usually it's four. Occasionally it's five. And rarely it's six. We had six in uh, 2011. Um, mm-hmm. But now we've got one coming up. we got one coming up on the 27th of um of september and mm-hmm. you know it's it's an eclipse it's significant it's significant prove in in showing us that you know there is always relationship stuff to work on you know because the full moon happens every month but when it's an eclipse you know the earth is in the middle between it's being pulled it's like being it's like being the third wheel in a relationship you know 
or living uh-huh. with a couple and you are the third person out. You know, you're always the third wheel. That's what it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when we're, when we're feeling the tips. You're kind of getting pulled in two directions and you're not sure which way to go. And really the way to go is to exit. But besides that, <laughs> is, <laughs> nobody wants to get in the middle of that. But this is what we're looking at. So the, the full moon eclipse on September 27th is in the sign of Aries, so it is all about the self and what I need. So we're going to, on a, in a very, very plain sentence, people are going to be very selfish, and with this full moon, since it's an eclipse, there's going to be a lot of people acting out, acting like they're little five-year-olds, not getting <laughs> their way. And that's, that's what we'll see a lot of, you know, and that's what most people will recognize there's some internal work and other things people can do with this, but in you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're going to see a lot of people being very selfish and pitching fits like the little kids. So that's, this is this that's is different what, from every other day. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's your reality. That's not mine, but <laughs> yeah. You know, it depends on what your reality is and what you re- how you really view the world. We know that everybody sees things differently. And Mercury is now in a, in a it's retrograde, actually, almost retrograde. It'll be retrograde ah. in a little while, Ron. In a little while. Ron always rolls his eyes when he hears about retrograde Mercury. Is he even listening? <laughs> I'm listening. I don't know. I, hear, <laughs> I think I hear him breathing, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I know we told him not but, to not to not to move, so it's our own fault. <laughs> oh well, then he's just sitting there not breathing, so maybe he's passed out by now. <laughs> this is true. But this yeah, is true. Re- retrograde. So, you know, yeah, this is, yeah, and this is what we get this time of year. You know, we all we you know we typically will have a pair of eclipses in in you know late winter, early spring, and then we'll have them again sometime in the fall. You know, it varies. It's every six months approximately. So mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. I mean, it's uh, it's significant to some people. There are other things that are going on that are, you know, over the last few years that were more significant than what we have going on now. Because now it's just mm-hmm. the time that we kind of can get sort of settled into the energy of, of what the planet has been going through for the last five years, just through the astrology, through the view of astrology. So I'm not sure what so- those guys are talking about, but, you know. <laughs> Now, I, I have a question, and because I hear this all the time, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, all bad things happen then. But, but why? Because um, I don't really understand a lot about astrology. So why it's is okay. it bad when Mercury is in retrograde, if that's not It's not bad when Mercury is in retrograde. It's yeah, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's just okay. people who are not really educated in what Mercury retrograde is about. Mercury moves really quickly through the solar system. It's right snug up against the sun pretty much. And so it, it, it moves around the solar system from our perspective pretty quickly. And basically, we're just catching up with it because of, you know, the just because of the math of, of you know, how fast we move at certain times of the year and how fast Mercury moves, and it, it looks like kind of like the Earth's in the fast lane right now, and Mercury's in the slow lane, and we're all still moving forward, you know, or in the same direction, 
know so forward is in the universe, but we're all moving in the same direction, but it just looks like that planet is 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 going backwards. It's an optical illusion. And the ancients when they when they when they charted this and they started talking about this thousands of years ago, you know, they could actually track it and they could see that the planet was moving backward. And they looked around them. And they, they looked at what was happening and, you know, and, and they, and that's how we pull out, you know, the theories behind the retrograde. And they could see that there was dysfunction going on through communication. And the planet Mercury is about communication and our local neighborhoods and driving our cars and all these just, these really local, local things. Mm-hmm. If you don't communicate well, there are problems. And so when the planet goes retrograde, we get to spend three times the amount of time in the same zodiac sign. So we get to, while the planet moves through these signs, uh, spend extra time reflecting. It's about reflecting. And it, okay. the biggest problem is it's just we, we, we go so fast mm-hmm. that we don't slow down long enough <laughs> to see what's going on. And so why is it a problem? It's only a problem because we're focusing on it. You ever go to buy a car, you know, mm-hmm. and you love, you yeah. know, I don't know, I don't know Toyota Corolla. And you you, ch- you did a test ride on it. You never thought about a Toyota Corolla before, but you did a test ride. And then for the next week while you're thinking about it, all you see are Toyota Corollas everywhere. Pick a car. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, right? It does. And this is what goes on when Mercury is retrograde. People focus and say, oh, bad things happen. Well, you know what? Just as many bad things happen when it's not retrograde. Right. It's just we're focusing on it. So what okay. I would want a person to do, if they're willing to listen to astrology and pay attention to it, goes retrograde tomorrow, it's officially retrograde all the way till October 9th in the sign of Libra. And what that means, you know, through astrology is take your time communicating with your partners, those people that you're, you know, you're in a one-to-one relationship with, whether it's a significant other, marriage, business partnership, those people, take your time communicating with them. And if there's something that you need to go over, it will come up. Something that you may have said that you didn't mean or you weren't clear on, it will come up. So you can, you know, restate what's going on, restate what you meant, or just go over it and understand it in your own psyche, in your own energy, in your own spirit and soul. It's okay. very nice. It's it's actually pretty nice. It's not everything goes bad, but still, every once in a while, you just want to say, Oh. <laughs> All right, where's Mercury? I still do it every once in a while because, you know, I believe it's not a bad thing. The days okay. that it is most difficult, though, I would have to say, are the days when it stops to move a different direction. And actually, today is one of those days because ah. it's stationary. It's called stationary. Today it's stationary. So actually, communication and, and a lot of different things would be absolutely at a standstill in a lot of ways <laughs> for a lot of people. I I found it very difficult to be motivated today. I mean, you know, I did the household chores, but I'm self-employed. The less I work, the less I earn. (laughs) And it's like, holy cow, (laughs) I didn't do much. (laughs) But, you know, you you, you can't force it. No, that's that's true. You can't force it. That's the thing. Oh, there's Ron. Ron's back. back. What'd you say, Ron? I've always been here. Oh, I guess it's just being quiet. Can you, you can hear me all right, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, Dorothy, when we have, and we've had many, many end of the world predictions, has astrology mm-hmm. ever, you know, uh, confirmed them in any way? In other words, saying that it was a time of, 
of uh, new beginnings or whatever. And I know there's always new beginnings in astrology. I mean, it's like everybody has a new beginning. Yeah. But as, mm-hmm. So, for instance, this one coming up on September 23rd, is there anything in the stars that tell us there'll be a new beginning, a rebirth? Yes, absolutely. September 23rd is the first day of spring. It's the equinox. It's, I mean, the fall. It's the fall equinox. Ah, and it is just a few yeah. days before. It's a few days before the eclipse, and so yes, you know everything is in, is looking for that equilibrium. Everything is everything in the world is you know is balanced. Light and light and dark is balanced at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. So that's the September twenty third is is the, the shift into Libra this year, and that's when that happens. It happens. Um, cheapers, I don't have the exact time, but it happens on the twenty third. It's in the evening. I do believe, or in the morning. I don't know exactly what time of day. Um, here we are. Oi, oi, oi. Here we are. I'm moving my astrology chart around. Somewhere about 5 in the morning, 4-something, 5-something in the morning on September 23rd. Oh, that's so good. I'll sunrise. see into the world. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, we'll sleep right through it, Ron. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but the thing is, it's really, really close to where the eclipse is. And again, the eclipse is only four days later. And mm-hmm. so that just means that, you know, excuse me, we have this new beginning. And four days later, when we have a full moon, it's about letting go. So we've got this, this whole little mixture of, of in and out and releasing and, you know, bringing to you and then letting go. So, you know, there, there tends to be contradictory energies when it comes to, um, to some astrological aspects, because we always have choices. Now, is this a you know, same, a super moon? It is not. Okay. Nope. All it's right, not. So but you know what? This, this, the eclipse on the 27th, we will be able to see it. Um, on the east coast of the United States, it's at, it, the eclipse on September 27th is at 10.51 p.m., and that's the peak of it. And so... Um, you know, and you need to look um, south, southeast, mm-hmm. and you should be able to see it because it's going to be it's going to be pretty high in the sky, and um, actually probably about thirty degrees off the off the southern horizon. So that's actually not too high in the sky. So if you have mountains, you might not see it, but get to a, a either high point or the ocean, and you should be able to see it pretty easily. Um, yeah, it starts ocean. around nine thirty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the uh, the interesting thing about eclipses, of course, is it always was dramatic for uh, the early beginnings of civilization. They were always uh, taken as omens of, of sort. Uh, is there any astrological uh, verification of that, that there should be fear during an eclipse? I wouldn't fear it, but there, but it definitely, it does usher in changes. Eclipses are very important because from the draw of the moon, you know, it, I mean, the moon affects us every single day, you know, between the high tides and the low tides. And we're, we have so much water in our bodies. We're over 72% as adults. We're over 72% water. And, um, you know, when it's an eclipse, we are, we lined up with the sun and the moon in perfect alignment, it's not even off kilter at all because the full moon and all of that whole full moon, new moon cycle, I mean, that's just that, that goes on near us, but the eclipses go on that include us on the planet. 
And so, yes, it draws on us and it draws on emotions and it draws on people who are very young or people who are really ruled by the moon. That's why people are Looney Tunes or the Looney Bin. I mean, that's all based on the moon, the Luna. (laughs) Serious. So there are big things that happen, and and depending on whatever else is with it, you know, this retrograde from Mercury is pretty close to where the eclipse is, which means that there is a fair amount of miscommunication going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And when there's miscommunication going on in the world, that means people can be passive-aggressive, and people can (laughs) can be doing things behind other countries' backs, and this is just how wars begin. Right. So yeah, a lot of eclipses and a lot of big season changes, those four season changes, they do, they, you know, the, it, it puts the planet under uh, pressure from the solar system, from the sun mostly, but the eclipses include the moon, and they do, they put pressure on us, it's energetic, mm-hmm. it's a pull, mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. we not notice it, it's, you know, if you ever go to the beach, you know the tides. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, life does, uh, you know, it, it helps. It helps to, it, you know, I mean, it, we always have free choice, you know that, Ron. And, you know, if you choose to, to go with the energies that are present, that's what the astrology is all about, looking at the energies that are present. Go with them if you want. If you don't, go right ahead. Don't. It's okay. Your soul is going to put you where you need to be for the, for the, the best lesson that you can learn from whatever it is you want to learn. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Very good. Good advice. The the all these projections and and you know I mean astrology has played such an important role in uh, people who predict the future. Uh, You know, for instance, even just the the star of Bethlehem, to give you a a simple explanation, that was Mm -hmm. an astrological event that that created. uh, you know, a whole uh, series of events. Uh, there are other ones out throughout mm-hmm. history when, when certain astrological conditions have arisen that have triggered uh, many events, uh, you know, through, throughout time. It, it, so that right. we will look the stars uh, uh, too much, I think, really. I think so, too. I mean, you know, just, just over since 2008 with... Um, you know, this the astrological mumbo-jumbo, but with Pluto moving into Capricorn, and then over the last three years, three, four years, with um, Uranus making a square to Pluto, you know, that what, what that has done, and, and Saturn in its sign, doing all the things it's been doing in Scorpio, basically these three heavy hitters, because they're slow-moving, so they, they're considered heavy hitters, but slow process, you know, the Saturn stuff will see generational, and how... Things have broken down. I mean, and you could say things always break down in history, and they do. But, you know, when we look back at this period, maybe we won't recognize it in our lifetime, but when they look back at this period, at, at this century, at the first 15, 20 years of this century, they're going to see how things really did start to break down, you know, old foundations, the old patriarchal way of doing things. It's starting to break down, and that's just why there's, you know, more war coming out, But because people are fighting for what they want and what they're starting to lose and the energy of all of that is you know there, there, there's a new balance trying to come into play here and it takes effort and it takes good people and a lot of good people just people just to be good to each other to help you know tip the scales that Libra energy 
into the right ba- you know, in the right balance. And this is where September 23rd comes in. You know, we're looking for, it needs to be balanced. You know, this planet cannot be out of balance for much longer. And so that's, you know, could very well be why they're looking at this because it's so close to an eclipse and that zero degrees of every cardinal sign is, is a strong one. So the day we turn to fall, a few days later, the eclipse in the same zodiac sign, that Libra-Aries opposition. Yeah, it, it should usher in some shifts and changes. Oh, it should. We, we are coming up to the break, so uh, before we say goodbye to you, because you're going to leave at the break, unfortunately, uh, where can people reach you, uh, Dorothy? They can get me at my website, nhastrologer.com, and I'm on Facebook, too, and you just put a post out today, so they can see me, Dorothy Morgan Astrologer, right in your Facebook post and link right there, and it goes right to uh, to uh, Facebook. And I have a huge YouTube channel that hundreds and hundreds of videos on it all about astrology and what's happening now. So that's also on YouTube, so you can find that right from my website. So, uh, anyways, we awesome. only, got couple, only got a couple of minutes, but very quickly, you were away doing this camp thing. What was? Give me a, give us a quick synopsis of that because that looked like a lot of fun. That looked cool. Yeah. What's that? What the camping? Yes. Yes. Oh, the, the Viking stuff. Yes, I'm actually going away this weekend, so that's where I will be this weekend. I'm leaving Friday morning to do another event. Yeah, I do uh, Viking recreation. I, my, the group and I, we're out in the Albany area. I live in New Hampshire, but I go over to Albany area, and um, we recreate uh, Icelandic Viking uh, society uh, four times a year at the at each of the uh, the season changes. And um, yeah, we live that uh, right in the, um, the 900s. So 10th century Viking. And, um, wow. yeah, it's a blast. I love it. I know. Talk about past lives. I know some people don't believe in past lives, but Jesus, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty, pretty happy when I'm in that environment. Let me tell you. It's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, just before we go, I have to mention that uh, last week I was up at uh, VZ where a spare cross is going to be held. And there were all medieval people out there. There was archery. There was knife throwing. There was So that was kind of neat. Yeah, right? I'm running a it's cool. I'm running a uh, an axe throwing tournament this weekend, so I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna nice. bring in some modern stuff. I'm doing it doing it at night, and I'm gonna use glow sticks on the axes and put glow sticks on the on the target, and it's gonna be a blast. And we'll do it before people drink too much, but so we can be yeah, sort of please. not dangerous. <laughs> in, in reality, please, please, it's yeah. fun. In reality, this tournament, they actually lost one of the knives in the woods, so it's for of course I I'm maybe looking for it, or, or during our ghost hunt, we might find it. So, oh, right, oh, thank yeah, you want to thank okay. you so much oh. for being on the show today, and uh, it's always good to speak to you. We'll have to have you back on again, and have a yes. good time at the uh, Viking encampment. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Blessings. Yeah. Good night, Dorothy. Same to you. Yep. Nasty. Bye-bye. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet. 
Para-X Radio, the Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And we're just awaiting our next guest. We are? I hope so. No, I lied. Anyways. Uh, you lied? Yeah. No guest. Too bad. Any, no, <laughs> we, we, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, very shortly, uh, it's just, what, two days away now? It's a request. Yes, yes, can't wait. I have one more day of work. And then off I go Friday morning up to Spirit Quest. Oh, you heading up Friday? That would be excellent. And, and for, yep. as part of the Dining with the Dead, Anna will be uh, playing some tunes for us as well, right? I will. Yep, I got my favorite. Uh, it's actually a Halloween playlist, and it's got all those songs about ghosts and witches and vampires and anything uh that might fall into that paranormal category. So uh, looking forward to it. Excellent. So um, you'll also be doing a presentation. Uh, but, I, you know, I got to, you know, I, it's, it's kind of funny. We went down and we scouted out the trails for the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt. And uh, so. I'll have to admit, it, it, it was pretty strange in those woods. Uh, very odd. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. It, it's almost surreal, I guess, is, is the, the word. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see what will happen uh, when we do go into the, the woods late at night. Uh, so but, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You do? I do. How are you planning? I do. Are you going? Of course I'm going. Why wouldn't I? Oh, excellent. So anyway. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you're going to do the the tramp into the wood pot or not, but uh, of course I wouldn't miss it. Are you kidding me? Oh, excellent, excellent. I love it. Love walking around the woods in the dark. I, I'm a camper man. Yeah, well, that's interesting as well. But um, <laughs> really, why is that? Nothing. Just I don't yeah. even need a flashlight. So, yeah. 
I have to I have to tell you a, a couple of uh, interesting stories. When uh, Maureen went with us uh, twice, we went into the ones a free town state for us, of course, which is. You saw some of the film in the Bridgewater Triangle movie. Bridgewater movies. Triangle, yes. Yeah. So uh, in uh, Chris Bazanova's book and on uh, Destination America. But um, Monsters in America. But twice we went in there, and twice we led Maureen uh, once in Freetown and once in the woods at Gettysburg. And, and twice Maureen led us with the pendulum, and twice she got us lost. So uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm not planning on leading us with a pendulum, but um, I do okay. That's all I have to say. Okay. The, uh, yep. So, anyways, uh, I don't see uh, Kelly calling in quite yet. But um, you're also doing a presentation uh, at Spiritus as well, right? I am. I'm going to be talking about witches and witches' graves, um, which I've been doing a lot of research on. I got a, a lot of awesome books, which I'm really enjoying. Um, and I've learned a lot, and I hope that the people who come to my little little talk will also learn a lot. And um, hey, I have to tell you about this fabulous book that I that I got, that I actually may have to sit and read the whole thing. It's called Witch, The Wild Ride from Wicked to Wicca by Candace sure. Savage. And uh, it's really, from what I've read of it so far, it's, it's, it's about, you know, um, you know, the traditional view of witches and um, the history. And it's, it's just really, really interesting. So, um, Another resource I used was uh, the Wiser Field Guide to Witches by uh, Judica Isles, who we've had on the show before. Yeah. Um, that has been a really great resource. Been enjoying that. So, uh, you know, I'm being educated. I'm going to share that with, uh, with my friends at Spirit Quest. I'm looking forward to that. What's unusual is that I have, I'm doing actually three workshops there. That's very mm-hmm. highly unusual because usually I just bring someone in and, and they do most of the presentations. But this year I'm doing a workshop on the witch board, which is uh, from the uh, cult, 1986 cult movie witch board with Kelly Spangler. I'll be doing that. And I have this giant witch board, which is going to be really cool. It's a replica of the one used in the movie. Uh, and I'll be doing a workshop with Marlene Wood on automatic writing in the the uh, writing planchette and I just finished cutting a ton of those up today because I made <laughs> it off. Yeah. And then uh, the third one I was doing, I'm doing a presentation on the bell, which was just one of my favorite uh, subjects uh, mm-hmm. in the paranormal. So I'm really excited about all those things. So it's, it's kind of cool. And of course, uh, Steve Parsons coming back. And uh, he's doing Ye Old Witches of England. So as we look at, you know, we all know about the Salem witch trials and everything else. So we're going to take a look at the, the witches in England, which was predates the, the Salem witch, uh, so forth. So right. anyways, um, and he's also doing smart ghost hunting, too, which is a look at uh, some of the uh, more... Um, 
advanced gadgets for ghost hunting. Uh, so nice. That's fun too. But anyways, that's I, always I very sweet. Kelly with her, us now. Kelly, are you there? I am here. Good evening. Yay. Hi, Kelly. Great guy. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So anyways, we, we just were speaking with Dorothy Morgan, the New Hampshire astrologer, and she was talking about uh, the uh, upcoming weekend that she was going to be going away uh, in a Viking encampment. And this coming weekend is also an important part in uh Witchcraft, too, isn't it, uh, Kelly? Yes, it is. Um, it is the uh, – I'm sorry, it is Maybon. I am. I just got out of work, so I'm a little scattered. <laughs> it is the witch's holiday called Maybon, which is our Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Maybon is our second, uh, second harvest of our season, the third being Samhain, which is Halloween. Um, and so on this day, which is, you know, it lands on fall, which is the 20th or 21st, um, of September, and we feast. We feast like it's Thanksgiving, and uh, we also, in, in my tradition of witchcraft, we take this time to rip open the veil with the spirits, because at this time, they are now becoming one with us. Um, they're more on this side than so much on just their side, so we we rip the veil open, and, uh, you know, we celebrate them coming in, and, and Welcome to fall and, and all the wonderful things that come with it and the colors and mm-hmm. the smell and the decadence and essence of everything. So it, it is a very important, um, fun Sabbath that we, we celebrate. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to be celebrating with you guys this weekend, which I'm excited about. And, um, weekend, I'll, do it, I'll do it with my own coven the following weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to party like it's 1999. That's right. <laughs> If, if you remember 1999, I don't know. I mean, you young enough to, to I mean, old enough to remember 1999? Um, I was born in 72, so I, I'm pretty sure 99 was, uh, you know, I was pregnant with my daughter. Right. <laughs> All right. What about you, Anne? Do you remember 1999? Um, yeah, I might. I might remember 1999. Yep. That, you know, of course, that that was the uh, the year of the, the last, well, one of the many world-ending things, and that was Y2K. Uh, oh, so, yeah, that was that was yeah. a lot of hype, yeah. Another, mm-hmm. another disaster that, uh, you know, uh, quite didn't happen. In fact, I still have my government issue Y2K kit that they sent me as a businessman so that when the world came crashing down, I would be able to function. Uh, <laughs> so. You'd be prepared? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did get a kit, and it it, it is in my drawer here. I've saved it, and uh, what happened? That is his, that's hysterical. Yeah, you save everything, don't you? Yep. Yep. There Very it goes, wandering off again. <laughs> I remember 1999 because my husband is an IT guy, right? So computers, right? So everybody was freaking out about the computers. So he had to spend that New Year's Eve at work. Just in case. Just in case. And guess what? Nothing happened, uh, fortunately. But, uh, you know, yeah, I was a little annoyed that, you know, couldn't spend New Year's Eve with my hubby. But whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and we survived the 2012 uh, ac- ac- apocalypse, uh, which was going to oh. happen, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the one. We, we, there were like 
there was this big camper. I remember I was going into Boston that particular day. There was a big, huge camper on the side of the road that was just painted stem to stern with, you know, the end is near and, and the end of the world and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yep, okay. I got to go to Boston. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, let me ask you in witchcraft, is, does witchcraft ever address uh, omens like that? Uh, is that part of it or, or is it just non-secular? No, we don't have omens. Um, psychics do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Witches believe in, inter- in uh, you know, life always, even in death. So we don't, we don't, you know, we don't say, oh, you know, the end of the world is coming. No, no, we don't do that. We, we live life every day and continue to live it even when we're not here. Right. I always say, I always say death is a new life, is the new life. You know, like, you know, orange is the new black or whatever it is. But, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't what know, Kelly. Say, I don't Dan, know. What are we going to do with him? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe we can lose him in the woods. Well, we love you, though. It's, it's been <laughs> well, you know why witches wear black, don't you? Okay. No. Why do witches wear black, Kelly? Okay. Witches wear black because it's the color of protection. It is all the colors of the rainbow in one, and it's to to deflect evil. That is why priests wear black as well. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is to keep evil away, and that is why nuns and priests wear black. Um, most witches wear black for that reason. Some wear it just because they think it looks good. It makes them thinner. Um, <laughs> I'll go with that. So I, the yeah, part I is that the color black is actually a very good protection color. Mm-hmm. All right, it so then I will send out a, a, a memorable memorandum to all the people going to spirit quest make sure they wear black underwear uh, <laughs> especially if you're under the radar like me that's the man thing that time oh, <laughs> oh geez, wear black underwear when you're wearing secret pants my god my my well, my, my, my camera had x-ray vision Oh, yeah. You know, black doesn't stop those IR cameras. Well, my hair even looked blonde because it took the dye mm-hmm. out of my hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yep. it's just going yep. to do that. Yep. So, I can't wait for this weekend. A few more days to go. Me right. and Melissa Same are crafting away on our magical items that we'll also be uh, selling there as well. Oh, so excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, and Kelly, I just I just made uh, the the large planchette for the event that you and I are doing, which is the Witchboard. Uh, so this How is, is going to be cool. We've got this I've, I've had this uh, Witchboard, the, the actual Witchboard that was used in the movie. I have a replica of that. And I took a, a print from that and had to put on a large um, uh, not cloth, but like you know the material that banners are made out of? And so yeah. I had it blown up. So it's, it's a good size. And now I've got this large planchette that I just made, handmade out of coffin wood. And oh. uh, it, we're going to use it as part of the, our little workshop that you and I are doing. That's going to be fun. Mm. This whole weekend is going to be fun. Of course I, it is. I can't wait. Yet for, yay. And, and you know what the cool thing about it, Kelly, is that, of course, you're going to be teaching 
uh, spell casting for prosperity so you could go then cast the spell and get your money back. See? That's right. <laughs> Because it's quick, quick, quick money and it's short money, but it's money to get you through. <laughs> so everybody needs that sometimes. If you're in a bind, you're like, Jesus, I need a hundred bucks fast. Bam, manifest it. You got it. Then I'll teach you how to uh, do that on Saturday. Uh, I think Ron, Ron and I did that a few weeks ago. <laughs> you think? Were you guys playing? Were you guys yeah, playing yeah. at the at the that game again? With what is it, Powerball? No, wait, what's it called? Kino. Kino. Yeah, Kino. That's it. Yep, I had yep, it in my yep. head, but I couldn't figure out the words. <laughs> you know, we, you have know. never seen the the two of us. Our eyes were bugging out of our heads. We're like, "What just happened?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Anne brought me to the dark side. So, uh... yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I did. So, yeah, That's fun. The the uh, the other cool thing about uh, you know some of the stuff that's going on, and, and I wanted to ask you about this too. So Kelly, you've been you've been a psychic and a witch for a, a long time. Do you have um, do you cause electrical infer- uh, interference at all with your uh, w- with what you do? I have at times. It's not often, but I, I have at times when I've done magic. Um, I have lights go out or candles will go out or something happens. But, I mean, it, it really depends on the energy of the, of the mood, that what's going on around. So, yeah, it, it does happen. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, energy is energy and it, and it can interfere, you know. Um, so, yeah, it has happened. I have been having these mm-hmm. amazing uh, results, I guess you would say, of uh, electrical interference. I mean, we did, I did an open house uh, last Saturday for Whaleback Day at the lighthouse. This is daytime. And I walked down the the driveway inside the the, uh, Coast Guard base. And as I did, two or three of the car alarms went off by themselves. And it was Ooh. like I was stomping or close to them even. They just, as I went by, they went, boom, 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 boom. And of course, just before, <laughs> just before the show, we had this problem with me and the microphones here. So I don't know what's going on. I've got some other examples, too, uh, another computer that just uh, vanished, too. So either so I, I also to- want to bring to one attention, though, one thing I have to let you know. Yeah, that's what that I'm Mercury, to- is, Mercury is retrograde tomorrow. Yeah, I know that. All communications, all electronics, everything is going to fail, especially computers, which mine is is now screwed. Excuse my language. Um, You know, um, (laughs) I got a little mixed up with the mail because, you know, they failed to give me certain things I had to fill out. So, you know, all these things are going to happen for the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So especially Mm -hmm. three days prior and three days after, kind of like a full moon effect. Um. Things are going to go haywire, backwards, communications, electronics, everything. So my suggestion is to be careful about, you know, your expensive electronics. I, I, I see this, this pattern, though, pri- even prior to Mercury going into to retrograde. So I am really beginning to think that there's someone is trying to get my attention, and I'm not quite sure uh what what is going on but uh maybe we can talk about it at spare course because you'll be doing oh, re- you'll be reading doing readings there as well right kathy i mean uh, kelly kathy's my sister let's not get us whoever you are <laughs> what's a 
okay, I can be Kathy too. But okay, but good. um yes, I <laughs> um I will I will be doing readings, card readings, mediumship readings there as well. Uh so mm-hmm. um, you know, during the times when I'm not, you know, presenting. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be there um, for those that are not in the class and want to come get a reading. Excellent. Oh, you, I just want to say, go see my friend Kelly. She's right on the money. I'm telling you, she's read for me a couple times before, and I have been blown away. So go see her. It's my and little Anna, plug. Anna will be doing henna there, too, so that'll be kind of cool. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to have you do henna on Melissa. My daughter will be there Saturday, so I think I'll have oh. Uh, we're going to do some henna with you. Yeah, you oh, get, awesome. You can Definitely. Get a, yeah. you, can get a, you can get a Van Helsing tattoo. Oh, yeah. I got a little something Get a little something cooked up if you want to be a Van Helsing's angel. I started thinking about Laurie Cabot now, and I mean, she makes everybody change the name to Cabot. I says, well, we've got to have a, a Van Helsing uh, tattoo then. There you go. That's right. Oh, we we have a question for Kelly in the chat room. Um, Kelly, Stephen Scott would like to know, as a witch and someone who taps into the ebb and flow of energies, uh, do you ever feel drained, um, drained at low points as well as empowered at high points? And and what are they? Yeah, and what are they is the... I'll tell you what, like, Ron has kind of asked me sort of the same question. Like, he asked if, you know, if certain holidays uh, take my, my energy or moon changes. Moon does affect everybody. So, yes, that, that can go up or down. But, yes, my energies get affected by the person I'm reading, by the energy mm-hmm. that came in and out of the room at the time. Um, you know, days, um, you know, if I'm, like, for example, today I'm wiped out. I, I only did nine readings, um, but, you know, I mean... I still feel like I did like 25, you know, but I was really <laughs> peak during the early part of the day. And, you know, I hit five o'clock and, and, and now I'm drained. It's, it's mm-hmm. because I'm using my energy, the people around me energy, spirit energy. So if you use a lot of energy, it's kind of like having coffee crash. <laughs> right. You know, so high points. Yeah. And low points. Yes. We definitely do that uh, as witches and with our magic as well. That's why you want to be on point have good, great, clean energy waiting for you while you're producing magic or, or anything of the such because you don't want to uh, disperse it wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be on top of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if that, anything- if, if, I hope I answered that correctly. But that, that, that's what I got out of that, yes. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can do when, you, when you're drained like that, spirit, you know, spiritually drained? Is, yeah. is there anything you do can kind of like rejuvenate yourself? What I, yeah, what I like to do is grab um, a handful of, of crystal quartz. And uh, I do this often, especially at Omen when, you know, it's busy and, um, you know, there's not much time in between, you know. Mm. Um, so I'll take four large points of crystal quartz and I will switch them hand to hand, close my eyes for a few minutes. And what I do is I take my energy that is drained and put it into the stone's put the stones down, take them back up, recharge, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and, okay. and that works for me. And, and, and it works for other people who use different stones. I find that the quartz work best for me for recharging my energy mm-hmm. when I feel drained. Because quartz is like a recorder. It, it, it records energy. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So if I want to take my energy out, I'll put them in the stones, run them down, let them cleanse, pick them back up to get new energy. Yeah. Yeah, I, always, I always recommend to people, uh, you know, one of the, the best things you can do, whether it's energy work or, or even ghost hunting or whatever thing, is at the end of the day, even just at the end of the day from normal negativity and crap, the stuff going is take a shower before you go to bed, especially if you can, you know, you do sea salt, it would be great. Uh, but it, that that seems to work quite well, as, as well as, you know, a little bit of chocolate doesn't hurt either. I love chocolate. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, though, the, <laughs> the shower is is actually something that I, I, I love to do as well. Um, because not only does it clean your body, it cleans everything inside and out with the rosemary or whatever. Or, yeah. or even, you know, even if you don't have time for that, just clean yourself and you just relax yourself and, and, and rid the energy. And it is such a cleansing thing. Water is purifying inside and out. It's the best thing for your body since you're made mostly of it. You know, right. so I do. I do encourage people that go tanto or, or or anything like that. You, you definitely, definitely immediately shower with sea salt. Right. I mean, you think of so many religions that what is baptism? You know, immersion in the water. Uh, that's that's the idea, okay. of it, really. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. So I have one other question, and I I got to have this done uh, at Spirit Quest. I have to find a time with you to sit down and do this. When we went to uh, um, Salem, when I went to Salem, and we were putting posters up for Spirit Quest, and we posed for a couple of pictures in Omen, and I gave you my hand, and you looked at my hand, and you said I had a star in my palm. And that has always intrigued me what that meant. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to ask you to read my palm up at Spirit Quest. Okay. Well, usually mm -hmm. when I see stars in people's hands, that they are born psychics. Ooh. Oh. I knew I knew that. Yeah, I, <laughs> he knew you, you were say very that. psychic, Ron. You really are. And and you you know, you're coming out more and more and more lately with your abilities and you know, not many people have, have you know, the pentagram in their hand. <laughs> you know, and, and when I seen that I was like, Whoa, hello, there it is. Uh oh. Well that was so fast. I know. Oh, I know. Pizza He's from already? the dead. Already? Okay, how come I say I have 10 minutes left? Oh, I came in 10 minutes late. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyways, uh, you, get, you come on up and see Anna and Kelly and myself up at Spirit Quest. Uh, and um, we're also going to have an altar up there for Remembrance of the Dead, so you can leave a message for once in the past, uh, bring a photograph or whatever. Just write a message, too, right, Kelly? That's right. You can bring anything that they would eat, drink, smoke. Um, you know, uh, pictures, something of them personally. You can take it back at the end, you know, if you're leaving the day, take it that day or the weekend. You can leave it there. Um, and, yeah, write notes, and then I will read them on Sunday to release them. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a great event. And, Kelly, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you again and working with you on some of these events, which is going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we oh, can yeah. even con, con Ann into getting involved. <laughs> We always of course. have fun. That's very question. Cool. so much fun, and I look yeah. forward to seeing everybody. Mm -hmm. hey, you don't have to con me into it. Are you kidding me? Right there. <laughs> There's the tunes. There's the tunes. we got to go by. So, Kelly, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'll see you at Spiracles. Yes. You guys have a great night. You too, hon. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Good night. Well, that went fast. I know, I know, right. Oh my goodness. So 
Are so there still tickets available for Spirit Quest? Can people yeah. still go? Yeah, I just sold some uh, just, just before I got on the air. Uh, so we got a couple of... Uh, um, see, the cool thing about Spirit Quest, you can come for the weekend, but you can also come for the day, too. So, you know, you can, it's kind of almost, uh, you know, if you want to come for the whole weekend, you save a bunch of money. If you just want to come for a day pass, which is all the presentations, all the workshops and access to the readers and everything. But the, the readers do. Uh, it is an extra charge for them. But, uh, you know, it, it's a great thing. And, and the, the day passes are only 29 bucks, which is, you know, gives you you know, access to a lot, really, and and all the, the workshops and stuff are really cool. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about them and the presentations and everything else. So, I mean, Steve Parsons coming over from the U.K., and, of course, uh, uh, Tim Guyver from Salem Night. Tim MacGyver. My God. MacGyver? <laughs> I know. I screwed that up. <laughs> Where did that so, come uh, from? Salem Night, too. Is, and Josh Mattel, <laughs> our friend from Berkshire Paranormal, will be up as well. And uh, yeah. Rox Zwicker. New England Prairie Hospital, so there you go. Oh, I know. Well, I can't wait. And just also want to let people know, next week, live video broadcast from EBC TV with our UK guest, Steve Parsons. Good night. God bless everyone. Long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good love.